uh, in the Hebrew, the Hebrew, I just made up a rule, of worry. Uh, slow down. Samuel and Saul have a very similar Hebrew root word. Right? And so if you're looking at their names in Hebrew, they look almost identical. Saul um, doesn't have the L. E-L means God. Uh, so it's just Saul, whereas Samuel. But Saul also is a general thing, not asking something of God, but simply to ask or inquire. So Saul is to inquire. And that name is going to be fitting to Saul because he's going to live into that name. He's going to ask um, to do, he won't do anything without asking um, someone or God first. And when he talked to God, he talked to God through Samuel. So he wouldn't go to the bathroom without asking Samuel. And so like, that was like, his, he had a perfect name. And so he would inquire of Samuel like, should we go here? Should we go there? Should we assemble the army today or tomorrow? Um, and he did that over and over and over again. And then he would ask uh, Samuel, the prophet, him, you know, what does God want us to do next? And sometimes King Saul would follow that advice, and sometimes he wouldn't. We're getting towards the end of the story uh, for Saul, King Saul. Uh, when we come upon this chapter, he's only got a chapter or two left in his life. In fact, Samuel had already died. So the scripture tells us in the first verse, or first couple verses that we read, that Samuel had died. So his communication piece uh, had died. Now his relationship with his buddy Samuel, uh, then naturally, who was the action to ask who died. That's a problem. Uh, so we're in a time when um, the armies are starting to surround the people, and so uh, Saul can't do anything without asking, and he kind of gets desperate. And so he says, that, well, I need somebody to talk to. I've got to, I've got to get a hold of him. What's wrong with Samuel? Anybody remember? <laughs> Samuel's dead, okay? So he gets word about this witch in Endor. Now, our translation say medium, uh, but a lot of the uh, biblical translations, they actually call her a witch. Now, in our story, she's not too terrified. And in fact, she doesn't really uh, do anything in the story where, oh, that evil witch. I mean, she does what Saul wants her to do, and, and the passage just kind of continues on. And she has some courage here. She even beats Saul at the end of the story. Um, so she does some pretty good things here, but she's a witch nonetheless. And uh, so Saul gets his men to go find her. They get them connected. And then he goes and talks to her in a disguise. He has to go behind enemy lines. Um, so he's disguised, and he didn't want anybody to see her, see him, because A, he's, you know, he might get killed by the enemy, but B, there's another problem. Why doesn't he want people to see him going to the witch? Anybody remember that part of our passage? Yeah, well, witch. Well, yeah, witch. Well, he said they well, can't practice witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, he banned all, he like, banned and, and exiled the mediums and witches and stuff. And so, uh, and it was part of God's law in Deuteronomy that, you know, mediums and stuff, you know, weren't, you weren't supposed to go to that. And so, so he's disguised to be able to go uh, and, and talk to her. And he goes, and then he's, he, you know, he has his back and forth to her, and the witch says, no, uh-uh, you know, haven't you heard? The king says, you know, I'm, I'm, no long, I'm out of business. Uh, are you trying to get me killed? And they have this back and forth, and, you know, the rest is history. So he starts to talk to her and convinces her, 
and she calls on Samuel. Samuel comes up from the hill, is in what kind of mood? Grumpy. Grumpy. He's a grumpy. He's grumpy. Maybe he was in a good sleep, or maybe he was in paradise. Who knows what he was doing? Uh, but he was grumpy to come back. Uh, and we find out some interesting things. What Saul is seeking and inquiring about, he wants to know what is the next step for him in the army, uh, and he's getting mad uh, that Samuel from the dead says, look, I've already, I've, you've already received the word from, the, from God, you just didn't listen. And so he pushes back and says, I've already told you, it hasn't changed, the story hasn't changed. You know, what I told you before I died still stands, and you just didn't listen, you're hard here. And so that's the end of that story. And then, in fact, you're going to die tomorrow. You're going to join us tomorrow. You and your men are going to join us tomorrow. And so that's kind of the end of this witch story. And so I thought it would be kind of interesting for us uh, to think about, you know, when we're inquiring of the Lord, or we're inquiring of some good biblical advice, where we just need to know, um, you know, some, we need some answers in our life. You know, what are the what are our next steps, and and how we um, we too can miss. And so I'm thinking the negative, be a negative. You know, we can miss the word of God. Like a lot of times in our hearts, we already know what God wants from us in our next steps, or we already know where to go to the answers and the scriptures for our next step, or we already know what God has in store for us, but we miss it. So why do we miss it? We miss it, and a lot of times the same way um, that Saul. Uh, went down this wrong road to the witch. And here's how he missed it. Here's why I think he went inquiring uh, to the witch. First of all, he was impatient. And uh, we learn right in our passage that Saul inquired of the Lord. The Lord did not answer him. Not by dreams. So, so it wasn't unusual for us to get a word uh, from a dream. No, that still works for Pastor Melissa. Uh, from a Urim, or and that was part of the uh, on the breastplate of the of the king. Uh, the Urim was a, a place that you could get in tune with God uh, from the prophets. And one of the other places that they could get word from was from priests, but that's not listed here because Saul had uh, had a falling out with the priest a few chapters earlier. Uh, so he doesn't even, he's not even mentioned here. Um, but he was impatient. He was impatient. And so, uh, when God didn't answer him, or he thought God didn't answer him right away, he got impatient and says, well, i got to go down another road. None of these other things are available to me that usually work, and so I'm going to go down to the road uh, of the witch of Endor. Um, it's not the first time that Saul becomes impatient. Uh, many times along the way, as he's king, he's going to be impatient. Again, I, I told you that Samuel was a rule follower. Uh, one other example of him being impatient, um, Samuel told him to wait seven days. I'll be back. When I'm back, we'll do a, we'll do a, uh, uh, we'll build some altars and we'll do a thing to God, and, and God will give us the answers. Well, he didn't wait for. Um, Samuel to come back, and he almost ends up having his uh, son Jonathan uh, killed through that story. Um, and so Saul is a very impatient man, and in this case, that's one of the elements that leads him uh, to go down the road to the witch. The second issue that Saul has is that he's scared. 
Alright? And so, uh, he's scared. When he, the scriptures tell us, when he saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid. And his heart trembled greatly. And so that's an important part of this passage, is everywhere he looks, he sees enemies. And so, uh, we think of big, brave kings and leaders of the army, commander-in-chief. Um, well, he's scared. He's terrified. He's trembling, the scriptures tell us. And in, in that state, he makes a poor decision, and he goes to try to figure out some answers from the witch. His third issue, his third problem, is um, Saul has found himself and the, his army, the Israelites, in a state of constant fighting. Uh, we go back a few chapters to chapter 14, just as an example. When and This is when he's first really taken over king, and it never ends. Uh, when Saul had taken the kingship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, against the Ammonites, against Edom, against the kings of Zobab, and against the Philistines. Wherever he turned, wherever he turned, he could see his enemies. And so it was just like, and it was one story after, one chapter after another, one phase after another, constant battle and constant fighting. And so over time, I believe that that just, um, you know, wore on him to the point where, you know, he wasn't clear about God's direction until he went down the wrong road. I think it's the same for us. When we get maybe discouraged, or we're just in, we want to inquire of the Lord, and we just can't hear it. We can't get any focus or clarity. Uh, we're not sure what God wants us. I think that these things play into it for us as well. We get impatient. We live in the age where we can just pull out our phone, and we can Google something, right? We're driving down the road, and we want to know, who are all six or seven members of the Wu-Tang Clan, we can check on our Google. Or you can be riding with Pastor Melissa because she knows it all. You don't need Google. Anyway, we get, so that's the way we're used to getting information. You can just look it up. If you don't know it, you look it up and bam, right there it is. Um, and so when that doesn't happen for us, we get impatient. Alright? And so, God doesn't always work on our time. That's not like a cliche, but it's true. It's true, we'd be praying about something for months and months and months and years and years and years, and we don't hear that clear answer, or we don't see the results we want, and so we can turn and get impatient, and we can go to places we shouldn't go uh, to way instead. Uh, and so that is a factor for us as well. The second is fear. Fear grips all of us, and in some ways fear is healthy. Um, and that can keep us protected from doing stupid things. Uh, kids and adults, Bev. Uh, I saw Bev looking at Katie, so I want to bring Bev into it. So fear is healthy uh, if we keep it in balance. But sometimes if we get stuck in a state of being scared all the time of every little thing, of life in general, I mean, it can paralyze us. And then we can, um, that can harm us to the point where we can't hear a clear voice from God, or we can't see how this scripture could come alive for us because we're just too scared of the world. And that's no way to live, but many of us, maybe all of us, find ourselves in a state of fear at times in our lives where when we go to inquire of the Lord, we can't hear. And then finally, the one that got Saul really uh, gets us as well, constant fighting. Um, and you say, well, I don't fight anybody. Well, yes, we do. You're 
constantly fighting ourselves, we're fighting our family members, we're fighting people at work, and I don't mean physical or even maybe even being belligerent, but just like a constant struggle uh, with someone. If we find ourselves in seasons of constant fighting, um, then that just is added noise and stress that keeps us uh, from hearing some clarity when we're trying to inquire from the Lord. Uh, and so I think this is a great and fun and strange and creepy story of the Witch of Endor. Uh, and, and Saul goes uh, to her. Uh, and, and so it's just a great story, but it also helps us and reminds us and encourages us uh, that, hey, if we ever find ourselves in Saul's shoes, where we say, where is God's word uh, for this particular moment in my life? Uh, we might have to take a step back and say, am I being patient enough? You know, am I too frightened to hear? Or am I, do I need to take a step out of this ring, this fighting ring, uh, in order, take a step away in order to be able to hear, and, and probably more often than not, God is already trying to speak to us. We're just too distracted by these three areas in our life uh, to be able to hear it. And so I hope that that is an encouragement uh, for all of us. My prayer is that it can help us uh, in terms of being in tune uh, to what God has for us. God wants us to inquire of His wisdom uh, first and foremost. And so we have to be in position not only to be able to go to God, but also to be able to receive it. We have to be patient, we have to be bold, and we have to stop fighting. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I look forward to wrestling and praying about that passage some more. I invite you to do so too. Don't forget, there are some questions here in our booklet. Um, and so if you have your booklet, either paper copy or online, if you go to the website, you can get the electronic copy, and there's some questions you can ask of yourselves in relation to this passage uh, that can help you stay, in, stay connected with this scripture this week. I encourage you to do so. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are thankful for this word. We're thankful for all the ways that your scriptures challenge us and encourage us, convict us, but also lift us up. Let this story of Saul and, and his impatience and his fear and his fighting and how it prevented him from fully understanding and hearing what God had called on his life um, to be a warning to us uh, that we can consistently stay in tune with what you have for us to hear. Let us be able to not just hear it, but also to be able to receive it to, to the point where we can implement it in our own lives. And that is our prayer for each and every one of us tonight. Amen. We'll pause now and take up our offer.